The Dark Prophecy, Chapter 25. Big birds are evil. They charge me with razor legs. I die and it hurts. I was no stranger to stadium concerts. Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. Play! Play! Play. Ah. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, welcome back to Return to Camp Half-Blood. Ava, Neve, how are we? I'm chilling. Um... I got the, I found these (laughs) in my like bag of like non-perishable food from school. I found these super sour double drops by Warheads. Oh, fuck yeah. I know. I know. So I've been um, trying those out today and I'm very into them, but I can only have have, like a few at a time. They make Uh, your tongue feel fucking weird. I know. Um, So I love these and, uh, I got a new seltzer and uh, yeah, my mission to drink as many seltzers in my family's fridge as possible before, you know, before later is uh, going well. Proud of you. Thanks. How are you, Neve? I'm good. I went to the dentist today because what am I never not at the fucking dentist? <laughs> it's actually so exhausting. And they like put this like, Thing in my I had to like give them a mold of my tooth it doesn't matter why but like I had to give them a mold of like my bite mark but it was like gooey icky stuff to make the mold and it dried like all over my teeth in certain places and it dried like I don't know why it dried like the color of a tooth which is so confusing and I'm in the car talking to my mom and I was like, oh, there's like something stuck in my tooth back here. And I pull down and it feels, it feels and looks like I'm pulling my own tooth out. I'm <laughs> flipping out on the phone. I'm like, mom, they did something with this gunk and now my tooth is coming out. And she was like, does it hurt? And I was like, no, but like, it's coming out. And he, she was like, I don't think that would, like, I think that would probably hurt me and i was like i don't know but like it literally looks like my tooth like my whole tooth is coming out like my molar is coming out of my mouth and it was just the gunk but it like looked really like it was a big piece i I think i might have to tell them to check to see if they like accidentally like knocked a filling loose or something because it was a huge chunk that's terrifying like actually it was really scary but i did overreact a little bit i was Uh in the car like they ripped my tooth out and she was like they definitely didn't do that i don't want anyone to do nothing to my teeth don't touch my teeth it's really none of their business but unfortunately I it's none of your business what's going on in my mouth except i guess it is because you're a dentist but it's just like fuck on there are certain things that are none of my business how much this bar is charging me for a drink my own electricity bill the back of my hair <laughs> what's going on with back my hair that's real real i don't know what's going on back there and don't tell me it's yeah. nobody's business it's not my business nor is it yours exactly how are you brayden i want to see thank how long you, i would wait for asking <laughs> Um, i know i was like i'm essentially gonna let him sit here for a second and think about what he's gonna tell us 
I want you to sit in the corner and think about what you did. Um, um, that was my interpretation of that song in sounds. Um, I got not much to say. We're we're chilling, but not like last week. We're chilling more. I guess I don't know. It's hard to update on life when not much is going on, frankly. Like we're mm-hmm. we're just in a transitional period. I'm very excited to start my new job. It's a workshop. Uh, it's a workshop it's period. A workshop. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm very excited to start my new job. I start my new job soon. I will yes! start my new job by the time this episode comes out. Um that's about it. I'm looking for, I don't really know exactly what it's going to be like yet. Uh, so that's always anxious, but I'm excited for it. Welcome back to Return to Camp Half-Blood. <laughs> this week, we will be discussing the Trials of Apollo, the Dark Prophecy, chapters 25 through 28, through the theme of spectacle. We're in a silly, goofy, goofy mood this week, as you can tell. We've recorded the past three weeks, one after another, so. Yeah. Um. Neve, mm-hmm. do you have something for us? Okay, <laughs> it's not show and tell. No. <laughs> so they're in an arena, um, and they're gonna Conus wants everyone to fucking fight. Um, and there's a big crowd, and he wants to sacrifice Apollo, and then battle, and Apollo finds an elephant, um, a girl elephant. I think that's necessary. <laughs> Um, and then they're fighting, um, and Lit, um, Lit is gonna get killed. Oh, Peaches is there, that's what drew Meg in there, is because Peaches is there, and everything, everyone is going to die, but then it actually turns better, and Lit kills Commodus, which is T, um, and then Talia's there, and so are the hunters. Work. Also, he doesn't kill Commodus, right? I thought that's what was happening. No, he like almost does. Oh, okay, close enough. He goes to kill. Dude, him. Being dead and being almost dead are actually very different. Names. I know, but that's what I meant. Which would he, you like, rather be? To kill him, and that's like a big like cinematic like, parallel. Like, a serious shot, like at him. Yes, but he he do be living. Oh yeah, he lives, but like it's a cinematic him. parallel. Yeah. Yes. I just I felt the need to correct. I, just in case anyone isn't. No, you're well. right. I should have phrased it better. What sing songs do we have? Sing songs. We have Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Mm-hmm. Some people chant that at sports games in arenas. They do. That's like my football team's like song. Like I don't know why we're so obsessed with it. I went a very similar route, and I chose a uh, "We Will Rock You." Yep, stadium songs by Queen, of course. If you need that, <laughs> but we we all know we all know the I I I don't know I can't do it on mic. I don't know if it'll pick up if I do it, but the stomping, the yeah, 
It's like so faint. Yeah, it's like, so I love it. It's like the faintest little stomp. Like, okay, okay. yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and everyone starts doing it. Yeah, we all know. We've been there. Yeah, we've seen her. Yeah. Um, my pick is Babylon by Five Seconds of Summer. Oh, Again, just really fun awesome. fight scene. That's like it. Also, it's also a good song. I also recently saw them in concert, so fresh fresh in the brain. Yes. Boy bands are so fun. They're, they're like always saying they're not a boy band, but I was at that concert, like, boy bands are so back. They just factually are a boy band. They really are. Yeah. Like, it's just boys. They, Your they, boys they in the band. The boys in the band. The they're boys in the band. Thing. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, it's very different. Very. Great play, great play. The original movie's great. Don't watch the the Netflix Ryan Murphy one. one. It was fine. I like Ryan Murphy. Yeah, yeah. I had wow. no idea. It's actually fine. Just watch the original, though. Mm-hmm. It's better. Fair. I have a lot of opinions on the boys in the band, actually. So mm-hmm. let's let's not get into it because I I will keep keep going. I'm unafraid. We know I will talk. <laughs> what were our favorite parts? I just love that Festus is back. He is. And he's like, especially back in terms of like, he sometimes Festus is there, but he's not the most active presence in the space. Sometimes he's just a vehicle, yeah. Right, sometimes he's a vehicle. Which, you know, he is, but not yeah. <laughs> But now he's like really he's taking up space. I love it. Yeah. I Talia's back. Yeah. Talia's back. And let me Oh tell yeah, you we didn't even get life. to there's so much that actually happens after <laughs> where Neve ended. What do you mean? They go back. Yeah, oh. but it's like a quick little chapter. Oh. And that's actually my least favorite part, because why are they flirting? I know. Oh, that was weird. I didn't like that. No, I'm I upset. That. I was talking about when they get back and uh, Georgina's on the chair. Oh, that yeah. that was important. Yeah, that was important. Was like, little... Weird flirty conversation with Apollo is not important. No, that no, that wasn't important at all. But that that whole end part, I was like, this this might be a little important. The fight scene is just so in my brain though that I'm like, this is the only thing that matters. No, it was a lot. Yeah. In, like, a good way. I'm not saying, like, it was too much a lot, but, like, it was a lot of the content of the chapters. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, it was fucking wacky. Mm-hmm. Um, do y'all remember the Hanna-Barbera cartoon Wacky Races? No. no. I'm a dog. I'm a guest. <laughs> uh, this is, like, an old cartoon. Like, a... Like... I want to say, like, 70s, 80s cartoon. Like, something that was not on when we were kids, but, like, would play on Boomerang. Um, Oh, Boomerang. It's, like, Scooby-Doo adjacent, um, Yogi Bear adjacent. Hmm. That's how John. I'm not even going to... The reference is not going to land on anyone. But the the conceit is there's races and they're wacky. Word. But, like... It's that that like gadgety, it's almost inspector gadget type B, 
they're doing just crazy shit. It was so unhinged. There's the basketballs dropping from the sky and there's fucking oh, ostriches yeah. running around. I was like, Rick pulled out all the stops. The ostriches are truly just bizarro. And they were like, war- we were warned about them and they still were bizarro. No, yeah, we knew, we Ben knew that the ostriches were coming. Yeah. And they were still a little bit of a jump scare. No, yeah. yeah. As a girl who, when I was little, got my finger bitten by an emu at a petting farm, I don't like them or their cousins, the ostriches. They unnerve me. So they were not welcome, is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) Did you not like them here? No. No, I wasn't big on them either. But it's like small animals. Ugh, why? I suppose we take the cards we are dealt. <sighs> and sometimes <laughs> sometimes those cards are ostriches. I feel bad for them, I do. Sometimes those cards Yeah, it's it's not inherently their fault. The no, 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 no. Like this. I feel badly that they are being treated the way they are. I just they unnerve me as as animals. They are giving, so they have these little pointy hats, right? Like, we're talking about their pointy hats. Y'all know the little guys in Mario that have the, they're, they have the little shell. They're not the Koopas. Not the Koopa Troopas. They're probably some type of Koopa something because they're all Koopa something, you know? Um, I'm getting real. The the Massachusetts is real coming out with this for some reason. Um, they're all they're all Koopas, you know. <laughs> they're all Koopas. Um, but they got they're red. They're red. Their body is yellow. They're red. They got the red shell, but they got one spike. Yes, they're only really in the castle. Yes, they just li- oh. and they walk back and forth, and you don't want to step on them. Yeah. They're okay. That- their own business. That's what these officers are getting. Reference. Right? <laughs> it took us a minute to get there, but but you're you're glad we got there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And the other best part was our elephant queen mama. Well done, elephant mama. Plowing pl- <laughs> through those crowds. Love to see it. It was Commodus was really like, I'm going to drive full speed at this elephant and i went what is happening what book am i reading right now (laughs) what there were race cars there were elephants and we are in the cold stadium it was literally psycho it was a psycho set of chapters i was like what planet are we on in these chapters i was like we went so cartoon villain so quickly and like it was somehow scary. Cause then we also had the like really kind of terrifying last chapter this week, where like, and then when Georgina gets possessed, that's fucking the way it's described. She's so young. It's just I know. they're all little little babies in this book series, but like it was such an interesting choice to make her just so explicitly like so like no, that's like a child. Yeah. yeah. And then even meaner to Leo who fits into her clothes. 
Yeah. For her to be like, for Apollo to be like, yeah, she's definitely like seven, but the same size as Leo for some reason. I was like, damn. I was like, big ass seven year old. I was, I, I am like confused about the logistics of how small Leo is and how big this seven year old is. <laughs> these are some very disparate ages. Yeah. Right. Like, just because he's described as, like, scrawny does not mean that he should be, like, growth-stunted. Like, there's no... Unless we're saying that. Like, he... Like, just because he's scrawny, like, he would grow to regular height if there wasn't something else stopping that? It's so confusing to me. I also felt the need for myself now to look up what a seven-year-old girl looks like. They are little. They're small. Teeny. I'm very bad at ages, but I was aware they were small, but I just need to know how small they are. Whittle. Teeny tiny. Teeny tiny. Also, that would be fucking terrifying. Oh my God. A seven year old. Like, I hate creepy children. Me too. Creepy children are the worst kind of children. Not that normal children are great off to begin with. They ask a lot of questions. Don't judge me. I think your opinion <laughs> that creepy children are the worst kind of children is is fair. I really do. Oh, on the topic of looking things up, though, I did have to Google what the the Mario thing was called, um, and it's called a spike top. Oh, they they tried not at all. No. <laughs> wow. Not at all. Yeah. I kind of love them. Yeah, they're fierce with the red eyes. Yeah. And there's a variety. They got the ones with all the spikes. Uh-huh. Well, that the was one spike. That and was then the blue, the blue one with no spike. Okay. So a lot of spikes is called spiny. One spike is called spike top. And I think the blue one is called Buzzy Beetle Super. Oh, no. It's just Buzzy Beetle. <laughs> How do we... Oh, I see a family tree. So Buzzy Beetle... And and uh, spiny mate to create a spike top is what I I think okay. I'm seeing. Someone oh documented that for us. Did you just make that up, or did you see it? I saw it. Oh, okay, I, I was gonna say, are you reading the mind of of the internet? Because I just saw it too. Are you reading the mind? I'm not reading the mind of the internet. I'm simply reading the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm simply browsing the interwebs. Reading the mind of the internet. Sounds like something that someone who was like super alarmist would say before Y2K. True. All of a sudden you'll be reading the mind of the internet and the internet will be reading the mind of you. The internet already is reading our minds. Exactly. Let's take a break. (laughs) We'll be back. Maybe. Really uh, grandiose, really cinematic. Mm-hmm. Love and light from here. <laughs> the favorite parts of these chapters. We got really off on that, that Nintendo. <laughs> we did. I had one, but now it's left my brain. I know it was corny. And it was. And I admit it. But something about all the screens, the showing comedies, I was like, this is so funny and scary at the same time. 
Yeah. Like, it felt real in a very, like, dystopian sci-fi way that also doesn't feel far off of reality. Yeah. Definitely. Like, go to a fucking Trump rally, you know? Don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't. But... But, like, this this is so real. You, corporate offices really be like this. Literally. And there's something about the corporate metaphor of all, all of this that is really paying off. Um, we, we'll get into it a, a lot more next week with what's coming up, but, mm-hmm. but like, I'm really enjoying the commitment to the corporate politics metaphor that's going on. And I felt like that even small detail of like their screens with his faces and name on it everywhere was like a joke, but it really had a lot of payoff for me. Yeah. Like, a joke to an extent, but, you know. We were all like, Trump's a joke, and then he was president for four years, and now he's going to be president again, maybe. We'll even, see. Even if he goes to prison, they're still going to put him forward as the candidate. You're saying will happen. No, not will. But <sighs> I'm scared. Good. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm fucking terrified. Terrified. <laughs> No, that girl, that debate was so scary. It was crazy. When I only watched the clips after the fact. I was like, I, guys, no one should ever take any word out of Chris Christie's mouth, seriously. That's true. He's a ridiculous man. I mean, all and, of them are. And yet he was one of the least ridiculous up there, which is saying a lot. Imagine That's imagine telling telling yourself like, even four years ago, even at the, like, even toward the end of Trump's presidency, that Chris Christie would be the most sane person up there. Literally. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, let's not <laughs> devolve too far into just depressing. depressing politics talk. This is also coming out later, and so much is happening with that Trump trial at the moment that there's a completely different yeah. text by the time this episode comes out, so... Yep. Who knows? Hope y'all are well a week and a half in the future from this recording. True. <laughs> <laughs> Other favorite parts of these chapters? They're just really... Like, Snake Fight was fun, but also just felt, like, so dire so fast. Right. Right. It was like, it was just there, know. and then it was not there it was like oh okay oh we're oh okay yeah Yeah. i did like we were getting a lot of meg feats yeah yes and that was great i'm concerned for the rate she's power scaling in just in terms of like like writing like if she's so powerful you have to like I'm scared it's going to stop being believable. I know. And it's also like, how much farther can it possibly get? Yeah. How much further can it get? And what, how do you power scale the enemies against Meg at this point, who is like a spinning top of blades that can produce plants that strangle you and do whatever she wants. Yeah. Yeah. All that she wants. Oh, that she wants. 
is to kill you. Kill you. <laughs> and save her plants. I do love when she's like plants the chia seeds. I know. That I like was very that. sweet. That was so I, sweet. I can't remember who said it. I think it was Leo. It was like, after this, like, I'm gonna get you a cape and you can be called Chia Girl. And she was so happy. The fact that she was serving Chia Seed this entire, these entire chapters, I was like, that, you know, Rick, incredible work. That is the funniest seed. Yeah. Yeah. The award for funniest seed goes to... That's a Chia. Yeah. No, that's real. I agree with that. Sunflower does not pack a punch. Nor does pumpkin. No. But like chia seeds have the like chia pet context. That's the thing. It's the connection to chia pet that makes them really funny. Yeah. It's like, do I like, I put chia seeds like in my smoothies. Like that's, that's uninteresting. Right. There's like chia seed flaxseed. Like that's like a nutritional, like boo, boo hoo, whatever. You, you put chia seeds on terracotta forms of Scooby-Doo, of RuPaul. Yeah. Of, of a yes, of RuPaul. RuPaul. We did. You cover, you cover your terracotta minion in chia seeds. Yeah, period. <laughs> and now she's doing whatever the fuck she wants with them. And that's iconic. And, and that that's on culture. Right. Let's take a break. And then we'll come back to talk about our theme. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, our theme is spectacle. We already kind of started getting into this a little bit. What do we think of the meaning behind all this? Like, we've talked a lot about the triumvirate and their metaphor for, like, the politics of business and the the concept that we see in these millionaires, billionaires uh, jockeying for political power and, and the power that it gains them and how that positions someone like Apollo, someone like these demigods against them. Commodus is a real specific archetype here, opposed to Nero. Like, Nero is much more behind-the-scenes businessman. He feels pretty... He feels very Donald Trump, is Mm -hmm. kind of what I'm seeing. He's a little more shadowy. Yeah. So, like, I don't even know if there's a good narrative, but he feels a lot closer to someone like Trump. Commodus feels like Elon Musk. Oh, you're right. But hot. Please. Uh, I, I just don't yeah. want to discount that Commodus is hot because they just keep reminding us. 
Yeah. So I feel like it's important. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. Commodus would absolutely like buy Twitter in an attempt to like be funny on it and then fail Mm -hmm. and tank the whole thing. Like it's, it's the naming the city after him that I was like, dude, this is Elon Musk. Yeah. Commodinopolis. Commodinopolis. (laughs) What a terrible name. It's Mm -hmm. so, it's just too jumbly. Mm -hmm. Too jumbly. And I love a jumbly name. Yeah. I can't think of one, but I feel like I love it. If there's one thing he loves, it's a jumbly name. If there's one thing I love, it's a jumbly name. Couldn't tell you one one single jumbly name. But um, Indianapolis isn't great to begin with, so I don't love that either. It's pretty jumbly. But the the sheer expense of what's happening is like unfathomable. And I like this quality of the Roman Empire being highlighted in conjunction with modern day America. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go down this tangent and I'm going to start this tangent and Ava's really going to pick up on it. I'm certain the fall of Rome, <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> the fall of Rome, the fall of the Roman Republic, and then the fall of the Roman empire are both about the unwieldiness of the state and the, um, the, the Roman Republic falls a little more because of the corruption of power, the fall of the Roman empire both is about the corruption of leaders and about uh, Christianity, um, but also about the sheer unwieldiness and inability to sustain empire. Um, The fall of the American Republic that we are amidst really parallels both, I think, the fall of the Roman Republic and the fall of the Roman Empire. In a way, the fall of the Roman Republic feels very similar to our political state and the fall of the Roman empire feels very similar to our economic state. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if you would agree. I feel like some scholars <laughs> that, that was, that was a, a weighty claim for me to make on this Percy Jackson podcast. <laughs> I get what you mean in terms of it's, more like one than the other. Yeah, because we we have these these two disparate realities in America where we have a republic but we also have an oligarchy right occurring at the same time. Rome arguably was an oligarchy, not a republic as well. Um not arguably it was the same thing like the Greek democracy we tr- say that Greek democracy is was true democracy. It's not. It was an oligarchy as well. Um, Only men who owned land could vote. It's what we based our democracy off of completely, which was not democracy. And uh, whether America is democratic or not is a whole other conversation that Mm -hmm. most scholars would tell you, no, it's not. Um, And I would agree. If you look just do a quick Google 
on like rankings of of how democratic countries are there's i can't remember this the name of the site off the top of my head but there's there's a site that does an active um study and, and keeps up to date of the levels of democratic um countries are and america is not considered a a fully democratic state um by any political scholar who is not like a crazy like republic political scholars get real dicey because there are literally politics involved but um i kind of lost where i was going because i got real into the the the, the, uh democracy the democracy question oh i figured it out the triumvirate really and the expense of commodus being highlighted as one of the key factors of the Roman Empire really feels appropriate in these books in that metaphor of the 1% and that we need to tax the rich. And that that was a problem that led to the downfall fall of Rome. And this even in these these emperors or these billionaires spending their money they're still not losing money. Like you, you see billionaires go to space. They're doing this spectacle. Commodus is is doing this, these triumphant games and spectacles and animals and all of this crazy expend, expending money um, expenditure. Um, And they're still rich. And that is still highlighted here that like no matter how much how crazy Commodus goes no matter who he harms no matter how close he gets harmed himself he's still fine mm-hmm. he reminds me a lot of um well the whole triumvirate and the structure here reminds me a lot of the structure or the way they structure the Roy family on succession um yeah like big time like there's a lot of discussion about I mean, one of the primary themes is kind of like the creative ways in which the family members throw away large sums of money. Um, And like, I think it's, I think it's really, really interesting to think about expenses and spending in ancient times, like kind of the idea that, that like the first Olympics cost money too. And like the, I don't know all the shenanigans that like the people in power, you know, during the Roman empire and the Roman Republic pulled like had economic weight. I I think like historically, when we talk about ancient history, we don't necessarily always talk about the economics. And I think like inherently talking about cost of governmental displays connects ancient history to modernity. So in that, I I totally agree. Yeah. It's because I mean, it's something we highlight with some of these histories of the empires. Like, we're like, oh, people like Caligula, people like Commodus spent great amounts of money on parties and uh, Colosseum and arena events. Um, Bread and Circus is the whole, like, Roman entertainment philosophy. Um, But we talk about it in such an objective way and, like, that was a bad ruling decision, but not about the economic actual impact of that. And that them spending that much money 
actually means for the reality of the day-to-day lives of Roman citizens. Um, And I feel like we do see that more in these books. Like, I don't think we see that even either. And we talk a lot about how the 1% needs to be taxed and that they're spending too much money, but we're not looking close enough exactly at like, this is how much Jeff Bezos is spending. This is the direct correlation to where that affects Amazon workers. It's like, we we look at things in such a beginning and end perspective, but I feel like a lot is lost in the, the middle of that spectrum. Um, and there's a lot of nuance in economic decisions that is not dove into. And obviously we're not talking about economics in specifically in these chapters, but seeing the realities of the people affected feels really important and like a narrative that we don't often see. The fact that we have these prisoners that were meant to be forced to compete in these games um, that go back to the way station and Apollo is like, oh, wow, they, they know their way around. They always lived here we're getting more detail into the lives of the people this is directly affecting. Right. Obviously not the mortals who are Indianapolis citizens, because we don't fucking care about the mortals, you know, like whatever, but like, but th- whatever of, of this like underground mythological community that, that our story is immersed in getting to see the lives of day-to-day people, very different than what we normally get in the story and very different than we normally get in the narratives surrounding, um, empire and and uh the reality of billionaires yeah and that's why looking at like the economic fallout of a spectacle is so productive in connecting time periods i think thesis (laughs) sorry Yeah, like I'm I'm sure like this could be a real long book about all of this detail, but uh we are not equipped with the research at the moment, I think, to go any further into this. But certainly I'm interested in what the conversation that we started. I just don't know enough to continue it. Where else did we see a spectacle? I mean, I'm gonna talk talk about the spectacle of like metatextually bring up oh my god she's his daughter yeah that is rick pulling out the stops it it was drama it was like telenovela drama yeah i was like oh my god this this book is simultaneously like one of the sillier books and like the most adult yeah. Look, we've read he's, so far. She's he's her father and he doesn't even like really remember. Like, he's oh like, my god. Like, like maybe I don't <laughs> like we know the gods BB and baby daddies all right. the time. But like to to get the position of the baby daddy being like, oh fuck. I had a kid I didn't know about. Crazy. Wild. And, like, part of that reality is, like, 
Lester Apollo doesn't have all of his full capacity of memory, but still, yes. he know he remembers like all of the rest of his kids. Yeah, he should probably remember any sort of interaction. Yikes! <laughs> Sticky situation for sure. Just the interpersonal drama of this go crazy. Mm-hmm. Any other uh, thoughts about spectacle? We got very academic. <laughs> mm. No, I'm good. Fast moments. Let me pull it up. Mine is about the elephant. Her <laughs> wet brown eyes blinked at me. She huffed as if to say, whatever, Apollo. They got me wearing this stupid helmet. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> I was like, icon. Yeah, no, I for this real. stupid helmet, and I don't even care anymore. Whatever. I can't even, like, choose one, because it was just kind of all so silly and, like, funny. Oh, no, I found it. It is this. Um, no, Talia agreed. It's Moonwater. I dealt with the hundreds of artifacts for a millennia, but I'd never he- heard of Moonwater. I recall Josephine's story about bootlegging in the 1920s. Do you mean moonshine, as in liquor? And then Talia laughed. No, it's not alcoholic, but it is magic. And I was like, this is bold for Rick. The that those italicized is was like heavily implying that like Talia was like, I mean, like liquor is magic, but so is this. <laughs> Honestly, go off. PG thirteen. As like you really got right under standards and practices. Yeah, I love the part where <laughs> I was gonna talk about how the elephant had the oversized Colts football helmet, but that's just a, I guess an honorary one or an honor, an honorable mention. See, I no brain, but I love, um, I don't even know what chapter this is, but the video screens flashed more fireworks along with digital nonsense, like defense and make some noise and advertisements for energy drinks. My eyes felt as if they were bleeding. It's like, have you in all of your years never been to a, Football, like, it's just so funny that he's like, oh, oh my God, take them away. It is funny that's like, this God of, of like, music, too. Like, he's been to concerts, too. Like, like, these signs bothering you? Like, okay, I guess. (laughs) Oh, I will, before before we do offerings and close out, I forgot to mention how incredible it is when the fucking hunters drop down from the sky feeling it was good was like, this is i i love that scene in anything mm-hmm. i think a couple of weeks ago i went rick is real hit or miss with action scenes fucking hit fucking hit after hit after hit the these these three i guess because the last one's not not an action scene really but the the first three that we read this week are, oh my god, fantastic work! I was I was going, I couldn't put it down. Offerings. Um, 
Probably the little girl, Georgina. Yeah. Bear. She she does have it rough. Real rough, and she's seven. Like, girl. I'm gonna go Festus. Fair. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna give mine. I'm gonna also go with Georgina. I don't know, but she was also scary. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Georgina. Don't penalize her for being scary. There's nothing you can do to help it. I know. I feel bad that she's scary. Me too. Who are we voting off? Elon Musk. Um. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna go with the chair again. Did nothing good. It's not proving itself to be super useful, no. I guess it was technically useful. I feel like I can't vote it off. It technically I, did what it was supposed to. I think I have to give mine. Um, is it mean to do? No, I have to give mine for, to Apollo for not remembering if he had this kid. Yeah. Like, he needs a hit. Like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna go with honestly, Trifonius. Girl, give it up. Like, this is a stupid grudge to be holding. Like, I get Apollo didn't save your brother, but he wasn't gonna kill you. Like, it was one or the other. I like. You don't gotta be happy about it, but we're now like possessing children. Yeah. I was like, this is a lot. I'm sorry Agamethus doesn't have a head. That's but really one of bad. but one of you were gonna be dead. Like he was like, take me instead. You didn't even say like save him. You said take me instead. True. Like this feels like it's on you. I don't we don't gotta put this one on Apollo. You also stole shit. Like you were, you were it was be- your idea to steal shit. Like yeah, like this is kind of all on you. You're doing crimes. You, it's like I'm not saying capital punishment is important is is okay at all. But like, if you get hurt while doing something stupid, you can't. I I feel bad for you, but you can't be holding it against other people. Yeah. True. I feel like he's going to keep behaving badly, too. Nasty attitude. Nasty attitude. All right. With that, that is actually all for this week. Actually? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Join us next week, where we'll be discussing... Chapters 29 through 32. Make sure to follow us on social media. We're at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. And we also have a coffee account and a Red Bubble store and a website www.returntocamp.com. Wow. 
Wow. I can't believe it. I can access us on so many different forms of social media. Literally so crazy. Like, to your Wait. heart's desire.